Welcome to No Stage Lights, a podcast where we go behind the smoke and mirrors of everything from marriage to entrepreneurship. I am your host, Janelle Carter. And I'm Terry Carter. And welcome to No Stage Lights, everybody. What's happening, guys? No Stage Lights podcast. This is a podcast about everything else that we do in our lives. Yeah. And Kayla, one of our daughter's friends, asked us a question and said, what would you do? If you weren't a musician or doing the things you do, what would you do? What would be the thing that you love? And so I thought that was a great topic to yeah. get to. Yeah. And um, so we're rolling with it. That's what today's uh, episode is all about. So, yeah, if, if, if you were not doing your current mm-hmm. job or career, what would you, if you could just pop into a different pair of shoes, what would you do? I would be a labor and delivery nurse. Really? I love my experience that I had in that field. And you and I both have a medical background, a small medical background. Mm-hmm. Um, and in my early 20s, I worked in labor and delivery at a really big hospital in the suburbs. Uh, they, had a, they had a great NICU and all kinds of, you know, Bells and whistles. I love that job. In fact, I miss it sometimes. So, you do talk about it often. Me yeah. Too. Mm-hmm. I miss it. Yeah. I, I was doing the nursing thing and God bless all our nurses, but <sighs> I. It's a hard job. I just, you know, I, I was a year from having my bachelor's. I was nearly done. Yeah. And something, well, along with burnout, um, mm-hmm. I, something clicked. I didn't, I, the, the flame went out. And well, for yeah. those of you who don't know, Terry also is a massage therapist and has a massage therapy uh, business. And I think this is just my opinion, but I think that you do so well, like healing with your hands, literally physically by like placing your hands on people and, in manipulating their muscles and the that nursing isn't like that. And I don't know if you, well, when I was doing my med surge rounds, um, the lack of patient contact, mm-hmm. I mean, it really hit me. I mean, cause I'd go into a room, I would assess, you know, take vitals, mm-hmm. assess the patient. And, it just felt like I was passing meds and pushing around a cart and charting all day. Yeah. So it and, wasn't for you because you really, I mean, so what would you have done? So, okay. So that leads you into what man. career path would you have been in? Other than being a musician, um, astronaut, maybe. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> actually, that would be cool. I don't think I'd fit in the space shuttle. Um, <laughs> they are pretty small. <laughs> yeah. They, they, your chest is pretty girthy. They'd have, to, they'd have to, you know, instead of a crew, they'd have to send a chimp or something up with me. Um, have we mentioned that Terry's never serious? <laughs> now, I, I got to tell you, though, the whole space travel thing is kind of cool. Okay. I mean. Are you being serious? Though? I am Would being you- 100% serious. I, I told you if there was ever an opportunity. To do to hop on that ship to go to Mars or whatever it would be. I think you told the listeners too. Yeah, I'm I'm in. 
Call her me in. So you would be in like astro. What is the word? Like you'd be like a. I don't know. Astronaut. I'd be a space cadet. You'd be some kind of scientist. Right. For real? Okay. Interesting. Um, I just. All right. I mean, it's not, you know. I loved, I had a job in transportation too. Um, I was a broker dispatcher and I loved that job too. I feel like once trucking is in your blood, it's always there. Is there, is there anything that you used to do that you missed or that you love? Um, I did excavation. I, I was uh, a laborer doing excavation. I drove, oh, I guess she was a teamster and, um, I drove heavy machinery for a while, and that was that's fun. It's kind of, you know, I I drove one of those articulated um, dump trucks, the the big ones that you see, uh-huh. where the tires are as tall as we are. Yeah, one of those guys. It's kind of like every little boy's dream to drive around the the Tonka truck that right. they had when was a kid. <laughs> right. um, but very hard on your body. I mean, they yeah. they, they beat you up the, just all the bouncing and stuff because clearly you're not on a highway. You're, right, you're in the dirt. And it's quite bumpy. Yeah, I bet. I bet. So you miss Long that hours. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I miss, you know, I miss the people that I work, you know. Right. It's the whole crew thing. It's it's working as oh, a team. Yeah. And- I've had some fantastic teams over the years, work families, especially when I worked um, the, the second hospital that I worked at. I worked at like an immediate care type setting. And I worked with the best team. I mean, they were wonderful and fun and we're still really close and, uh, and really great friends and a big shout out. I have to give a big shout out. I don't know that he listens or not, but my friend, Jeremy Shapiro is now Dr. Shapiro. Oh, wow. Yes. Isn't that fantastic? That is. He's an eerie PA, I believe. And he just graduated. I'm so proud of him. He started out as a nurse and then went on to uh, become a PA, went to school to be a PA. And that's when we met and worked together. He was one of our providers, our mid-level providers. And for those of you who don't know, a PA is a physician's assistant. And then he decided to go on to med school. And he's a doctor. And I think, yay, Jeremy. And I'm going to tell you what, he is going to be one of the greatest, I have no doubt, one of the greatest doctors that we'll have known because his level of compassion is off the charts. And in his, he's so smart. He's brilliant. His wife is, um, Janet is a NICU nurse. She may be a PA too, or nurse practitioner. They're just so smart and so so bright, and just but their hearts are huge. So, and that's tough. I mean, to, that's not a common thing because there's a lot of great, obviously, doctors. Mm-hmm. But finding that along with the bedside manner and oh. and somebody who's compassionate, who who will a talk to you in layman's terms when you're freaking out, right, and you know, have that comforting, you know, just mm-hmm. when you need it the most rather I, than just like, you yeah, know. having both of that is just gold. And yeah. I feel like I have found that or we have found that in our family physician. Mm-hmm. My 
I love my doctor. He is so sweet and he's so smart and he takes such great care of me. And he, he, his level of, um, like he provides a level of care for me that I, I need like, not that I am high maintenance. <clears throat> Sorry. I oh, <laughs> cute. Real cute. <laughs> not that I, do you want, do you want to go there? Really? Because I think I'm a lot less maintenance than you. Serious. I guess. Oh boy. By far. Okay. Yes. Not so, but he knows how to take care of me in a way that comforts me. I feel like I need, I mean, let's just put it this way. My OBGYN, when I had, I had like a polyp in my uterus that had to come out last August, I had surgery. He damn near practically rocked me to sleep in the OR because <laughs> I was so scared. And that's the kind, like, I need that attention. So 30 seconds ago, you were telling me that I was more high maintenance. Well, you're just high maintenance in the like, I need you to scratch my back. No over there. No down up high, low this way over here. That's because you can't and ever zone in. I think you just have a, like, you got, so you, we both have our things. Right. Where we're not low maintenance. We right. are both pretty intense people. Yes. You self-identify as calm and relaxed, and I will give you that. But you're strung, you're strung, you're strung a little high. Sometimes around a little tight. Yeah, I'll give you that. You know, you know. You're, you've, you're a man who knows what he wants. You have high expectations. You expect things to be done and done right. And I am also very intense as in right now, finishing this backyard project. Right. My problem is I get an idea and I'm like obsessed and I am not satisfied until it's absolutely perfect. And I will not even sleep until it is. I can agree with that. Mm -hmm. So. So back to the the careers mm -hmm. that we would choose. Um, oh, I know. I got one, but go ahead. No, I, no, I just, I mean, and you're right. I, I'm never serious and I agree. I, mm -hmm. I admit that. But in all honesty, I mean, obviously, you I mean, being an astronaut, that's. Pretty. <laughs> I mean, you can do anything you want. I, I understand that, but I mean, I am serious about. I I I think travel. Like, I mean, how cool would it be to go to the 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 space station? I mean, I, I mean, I don't. Not for people, me. I don't. How many even, people could say they could, they've done it? I mean, I, I could never be an astronaut. I don't like Tang. I mean, I mean, oh, for God's sake, not even really a fan <laughs> of Southwest. Like you know, normal flight on a normal day. I don't think I could go to space. Well, remember when. Uh, what was it? The Concorde, that plane that like could support it flew like to the edge of space. Oh, good. I mean, that sounds awesome. They grounded it. Um, I don't know why. I think funding maybe at the end, but not really sure. I'm sure Justin will tell us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Uh, but you could, I mean, you could buy a seat on that. And it would, you could literally go to the edge of space just before Never, you're leaving the atmosphere. Not even I mean, if they paid me a million dollars. Cool. I think that's just. But you also want to jump out of a plane. And again, I'm not even a, you know, like, I don't even really love 
being in first class. I mean, I love first class. Let's be real, but I'm not going to jump out of it. You and I just have completely different ideas of fun. <laughs> well, I just, I guess I'm, I, I, I like thinking of the things like, I mean, how many people honestly will ever do that in, in a lifetime? I, I know. You know what I'm saying? So you cool really, really want to be an astronaut. Well, like this is, this is like serious, but it's not, I mean, obviously that's, ridiculous to say this at this time i mean i'm like over here thinking like i think i would like a career in marketing and you're like i want to be an astronaut but you know what though and that's what i mean there's people that are in marketing there's people that are in sales there's people that Mm -hmm. do excavation there's people that are nurses there's people that are doctors there's bazillions of those yeah there's a handful of people that there's a reason allowed to go to space yeah but I mean, that's the, what about a simulator? Like, is there some kind of space simulator that you can go in? I'd l- I don't know. I'd sure like to find out. I'll look and see. I mean, we do have a anniversary or birthday or something coming up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was not kidding about the marketing thing, though. How many times have I said I would love to be the kind of like in that career where you brainstorm brand ideas and that's and, being creative and, and that's slogans that's right and lo- logos yep. and you know commercials i love that stuff that's cool and i feel like sometimes i listen i'll see a commercial or i'll hear a commercial on the radio and think <clears throat> come on what in the world like i feel like i could yes yeah, so, and speaking of which some of the commercials that are out there now are like <laughs> are you serious i mean oh, that was supposed to be a do 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 i don't think we have that button uh, yes, we do. Oh. <laughs> of course we do. Some really weird commercials out there. And, and it's not even so much weird. They're just bad. Yeah. I mean. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? I miss the like 80s, 90s commercials, though. Like, it's Eagle Man. <laughs> oh, look, <laughs> look at, at those, those low, low rates. rates. Yeah. You know. 588 to 300 Empire. Empire. Did we just harmonize Not on the Not really. Air? It was kind of like a Chinese chord there. Um, you know what? I was um, I was looking. Uh, I was trying to sell an old toy that I have, and then I was I came across old commercial from the seventies about that very toy because I was trying to find a, mm-hmm. and some information about it. And uh, it's so funny because these kids got the you know their their Beatles style haircut and long hair and stuff and. And these are like six-year-old kids. Mm-hmm. And in fact, one of them was wearing a shirt that I think I might have had at that time. It's a really bad brown mm-hmm. and red and orange striped shirt. It made me look like a really bad Tootsie Pop. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, so the toy, is you, you wind this thing up, you wind it and you wind it and, wind it and it shoots off this thing. It's a mechanical gear, obviously, and it hits this track, and it's supposed to do this flip. It was actually, well, it was Evil Knievel motorcycle. So you wind this thing, and it shoots the motorcycle out, and it hits this ramp. And then in the commercial, it shows the motorcycle going in the air and doing a perfect flip, uh-huh. and then landing on two wheels, uh-huh. and then just darting off. off. Yeah, yeah. And just Is that how it worked? It never worked once. <laughs> 
course and not. Because every time it hit the ramp, it just crashed because it didn't have enough momentum to go up the ramp because the ramp was supposed to make it flip. They just never show. <clears throat> right. I mean, like, that's why Scrub well, It Up Doggy got moldy, too. Like, well, they don't show what really happens. The thing of it is, is as an adult, I look back at the commercial and there's a splice. There's a, there's, <laughs> there's a splice of there. It starts out as hits the ramp and then it splices to another scene where it's flying through the air of course then it splices to another scene where it's landing and going yeah so some dude's standing and he drops it and it rolls i'm sure so uh, um so talking about careers and going back to to that topic when i feel like we're in one of the only careers in music that you're kind of like you don't you know you'd you can't even like go apply for a job or like send your resume. I mean, like if you're going to send your music to like, say a record label, they don't even accept it. Like you, it's, you can't even send it. It's, well, they don't ex- accept non-solicited material. I've been saying it since day one that about this, this industry is there's no application to fill out. No. And it's unfortunately it's, I mean, what well, nowadays with, um, with YouTube and everything and with the internet is mm-hmm. um, it makes a person more accessible sure. to get out there. Absolutely. But I mean, back in the day um, you could be phenomenal. Yeah. And unless you were in the right area or unless yeah. somebody, you know, if you had a group of people to play, unless you had somebody to play with, you were just kind of like, well, yeah, so much different now. Yeah. I mean, even when I started <laughs> You know, and like when I was looking for a band and stuff at certain times, I always had to kind of go into like suburban nightlife and like oh look at God, the back. I, and I was on the cover. Wow. <laughs> you want to talk about oh, cheese ball outfit wow. and look. But it was the early. Well, I mean, it was the early 2000s. That's wild because I remember that magazine from the 80s. My God. Um, you know, you flip through the back and it was like, you know, drummer this kind of experience, call this number drummer, you know, guitar player needed call this number. That's like the Illinois entertainer was. In fact, it, um, Pete, a drummer that used to be with the newsboys. Um, he always used to tell me that the Illinois entertainer developed this type of, uh, curse, um, that whatever band, was highlighted that was on the cover, mm-hmm. you know, like a look, like a local shot. Yeah. You know? <laughs> the band would either, well, they would go nowhere or, or they'd, they'd break, break up. up. <laughs> and it was like, it would be like the kiss of death to get on the Illinois entertainer. Oh my God. <laughs> we pick it up. Oh, well they're done for. <laughs> <laughs> band life is <clears throat> so, 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 so weird. Like it, it's, Especially I think when like, I feel like I'm really lucky that I started in the nineties, like the late nineties, early two thousands. Um, because it was a, just a totally different time. And so like, I remember looking through like, you know, all of those weekly magazines that you'd pick up and, you know, looking for gig at like gigfinder.com And see, that's wild that you say that because. I mean, it's cool, but late seventies, early eighties for oh, me. Yeah. So you say gigfinder.com. It was yellow pages or, for, right. or you're going, 
the other thing that you we found players what it was total word of mouth or we would visit music stores because they'd yeah. always have a bulletin board by the door yeah i did that too and you just you just like scope out you know mm-hmm. you know i mean i printed posters and hung them in place. I did that whole thing too. I mean, you and I come from a little bit of a different right I mean, eras, you know. But you know, guitarist wanted snowblower for sale. Oh yeah, <laughs> for know? sure. It was a, it was like a. Crack and I shoot. did plenty of plenty of you know auditions and is this band? I was listening totally, not off the subject, but um, it was kind of cool. I was listening to Jimmy Buffett radio today on Sirius XM, and he was doing a concert. It was a 2021, so I don't know when that was, but they were he was doing something. Anyway, whoever he was with, and I wish I would have known who the other artist was, he said, Jimmy Buffett said something about going to Nashville. He said, oh, yeah, I did the Nashville thing. I've been there, tried that. How about you? How'd your Nashville experience go? How many record labels turned you down? And the guy he was talking to said, all of them. And Jimmy Buffett said, 21. 21 record labels turned Jimmy Buffett down. And he said he would take that. He, he said, that's what I always put on roulette. 21. You know, I can't, I'm not a hundred percent sure when Jimmy finally hit. Um, I want to say it was in the seventies. So his style of music at that time mm-hmm. was definitely not country. Mm-mm. There was, I mean, he was not country, and he wasn't rock. No, he was. He was. He I, was floating yeah, in the middle somewhere. I so. float in the middle a lot. Not so much now with our newer music, but in my like my EP that I released in two thousand four, four two thousand four, <laughs> it was like, where do we put her? Am well, I coffee house? Well, Am the I? reason Jimmy's considered country now is because now he's got like you know Alan Jackson and um, mm-hmm. what's the Oh yeah, he's got a bunch of different. You oh, know. what's his name? He just well the, the big the huge Toby Keith. No, and the oh my gosh, Zach Brown. No, t- um, you went tequila. Brad Paisley. You went tequila. Brad Paisley. That's not Brad Paisley. Justin, come on, help us. Um, Kenny Chesney. Thank you. I mean, he starts teaming up with guys like that, well, so they, he, they, 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 they like cross. CMT Crossroads was a huge thing. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I loved that. Yeah, that was cool. I still have a dream, and it's not gone yet. I still, I have wanted to sing with Willie Nelson my entire life. That is my dream. I want it to happen. I'll probably never be able to keep in time with him, <laughs> but... Uh, I mean, how do we make this happen? How? Willie? We got to kidnap him. Willie, don't say that for the love. Willie Nelson, if you're hearing this podcast, No Stage Lights, my name's Janelle Carter, and you're my dream come true. (laughs) That being said, we're quickly running out of time. Thankful, thankfully for Willie. (laughs) But thank you for tuning in. What do you guys want to do? What would you do if you weren't doing what you do now? What would you do? We'd love to hear that. And you know what? On a more grounded thing, uh-huh. I think I would like to <laughs> get be... it grounded. <laughs> oh yeah! Wow, I never, I never thought. Um, something in production of some sort, whether mm-hmm. like movie sets or something like a like a key grip of some sort, or 
Yeah. You know, I love, yeah. That you'd be, you're good I, at everything you do. I just like, I, you know. Are you in your underwear? Right now? Uh huh. I have underwear on. <laughs> I just realized that you may or may not be. Uh, what? I, <laughs> uh, are you all right over there? Should I call like a medic or something? No, I just didn't know where your shorts went. They're on me. Oh. Are you. I'm three feet from you. I thought you How were, can I, you not see? I thought you were in your underwear. <laughs> to my knees? <laughs> how much okay. did that, how much did you drink earlier? I did have two mojitos and I had some kind of reaction to the rum. Yeah, for say. real, I did. No, I, you I did too. I had to take an antihistamine. Yeah. I turned red from my chest yeah, they, up. You got okay. a sunburn. <laughs> We will talk to you guys really soon. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to sign on out before we reveal any more secrets. I'm going to call a medic for you. Very funny. All right. We'll talk to you very soon. Take care, guys. See you later.